but at the same time, it's like your life dream. And it's like, you're going at it every single day. Every decision you make throughout every single day is based on one single goal. This is where you're meant to be. Like, I know it. I've never- My best self is better than every single person who's gonna walk on that platform that Gosh, man, that was, was a moment to change my life, man. Work harder than everyone else and just keep going. Get up and do it again and again and again. journey to a better you starts right now. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. I'm your host, Angelo Kelly. On today's show, I am joined by one of the OG guests, Paige Henry. She was back on episode five. It was, I would love to actually go back and listen to that episode because I feel like there is so many things that I've changed up in between episode five and whatever episode this is going to be. But we are diving all into Paige's 2022 CrossFit season. It didn't end the way that she wanted it to, but she's a really good sport about it. I love her mindset and attitude, and I think you guys can take a lot away from this one. So I hope you enjoy, and let's send it over there now. I love following that around because I'm just like, that's all because it's like, it's hard to like grow something, you know what I mean? Like everyone always just sees like the end product or whatever, and they never see everything in the beginning. And it's just cool following people when you are doing something you love and like where you started, where you're at. I don't know. It's just, it's awesome. I think that's cool. Yeah. I mean, you see people like Rogan and it's like, most people don't know that he's been doing it since 2009 or 2010. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that's kind of the same way that you've been with CrossFit. Like the, the journey probably to get to where you are has been longer than, you know, going to regionals, going to high level competitions. Like the, the climb was, was more than where you're at now. (laughs) All the in-between stuff. (laughs) It's fun though. I love it. Do you enjoy seeing that from other people? Like have, have you gotten the chance to see other people who maybe when they walked into the gym for the first time and then you see their progression. Yeah. No, I think it's awesome. Like I really I'm trying to think of like a couple people offhand, but you see it all the time. Um of course now I cannot even think. But like when you do, you see their first day at the gym and they're just kind of learning everything. They're getting into it. But you can tell they want to be like competitive with it. And then I'm thinking of my friend Sid, for example. She's back at Westchester right now. But she had, like, a swimming background. So she's always been, like, very strong and everything like that. But just, I remember her first day walking into the gym. And, like, she had to leave class early because I think she had to get to swim practice or something like that. Or maybe even just, like, class. I don't even know. But, like, a video popped up on my Instagram the other week. And it was a workout. One of the qualifiers. And I think it had ring muscle-ups in it. And you can see Sid in the background because she was doing the workout with me, but she was doing like banded bar muscle ups. And now she can string, I want to say at least 15 together with no band. And it's just cool seeing that progression in like just a couple years from someone. So yeah, I love seeing that kind of stuff. It's amazing. Yeah, for sure. How much do you actually coach? Like, are you coaching pretty much full time? Yeah, I coach pretty full time. My schedule kind of varies each week because we're always kind of covering for each other. But I want to say 
at least 15 classes a week. And then I have four personal training clients. And then I'm growing my like online coaching and nutrition business. So I have a lot of clients through there. So yeah, I feel like I'm coaching all the time, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, full-time coach. And I saw um I saw one of your posts like from back in the day where you were talking about when you were still working in a hair salon and how you how you built up to like slowly it wasn't like you walked into a CrossFit gym and then you were just the head coach or anything like that. It was just adding in your days off. You're going in and maybe you're helping out a class here, a class there, and then you take on a little bit more, a little bit more till eventually that's what you're doing full time. Yeah. It's kind of cool how that works just because it's like, there's definitely a period of, and I mean, everyone goes through these periods of times when you are trying to grow something and you kind of have no life other than just your work and whatever your goals are sort of thing. But it's fun because you, you love what you're doing. So it's just, it's worth putting in the time and like those weird adjustment periods. Like I remember when I was doing that transition from like the hair salon to the gym, you work long days at the hair salon. You wouldn't get out until like eight or whatever. And then I would go over to the gym, do my training because I was probably coaching a couple classes in the morning. So I wouldn't always be able to get all my training done sort of thing. And you look back and you're like, those were just like some long ass days, <laughs> Yeah, but I wouldn't change that for the world. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, you don't, I feel like you don't think about that at the time. You might, no. you might see it as all oh, like I'm exhausted. The, these days are really long. Why am I doing this? Is this ever going to work out? And then it slowly over time. Yeah, it's it, it completely true. Yeah, it's cool. Have you been able to take a step back from your own journey and like appreciate how far that you've come since you first got into CrossFit? What do you mean? Or are you always just like, whatever's next, like the next qualifier, the next open? Or have you really just, I mean, appreciated, hey, when I started, I couldn't do any of this stuff. I couldn't bench the bar. I couldn't do a snatch. I couldn't do a clean. I guess, yeah, more so kind of recent in a way, just because I've been dealing with a couple injuries. So you really are starting back to square one. But even that square one is farther along than where you were when you started. And I was kind of thinking about that. And I was like, that's kind of cool because it's I feel like I forget about that stuff. Um, even like. So yesterday I had lunges in my workout or split squats, I mean, and I were I built to a weight, which I've done this weight like plenty of times before. But it's cool seeing it was like my second week trying out these lunges since hurting my back and everything like that. And I know even when I first started CrossFit, I wouldn't have been, been able to even hit the weight I was hitting last week. Yet now I'm hitting it kind of coming off of an injury, rehabbing that and everything like that. So that was kind of motivating. Yeah, sometimes I mean, sometimes the PRs, I've noticed that in weightlifting, like, the PRs, especially the longer that you you're in the game, they're few and far between. But yeah. it's the it's the quality reps that you hit, where hey, you hit a weight a hundred times before, but that one felt the best. Yeah, I enjoy that part. I guess a nut. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, kind of like those PRs are a little bit different, 
Um, and even like, so I've always dealt with lower back issues where I've been like wearing my belt for almost every workout imaginable. And we did a workout yesterday with, it's just light dumbbell squat cleans, burpees in the bike, bunch of AMRAPs of that. And it was two dumbbells and I had my belt next to me and my buddy was like, are you actually going to wear that belt? And I was like, of course, like always wear my belt, duh. And, but like he said that and it kind of got in my head and I was like, you know what? No, like I've been working so hard on trying to just build core strength, fix everything that I've been doing wrong, really focus on just like perfect movement pattern, like all of that sort of thing. So I was like, let me just see like how this has been playing off. And I was able to get through the whole workout with no, with wearing no belt, my bike back never tightened up. And then I woke up this morning and I was like, wow, like I can bend over and touch my toes and there's no pain. And that was like probably my biggest win in my like entire time of doing CrossFit. And it's like something so little, like it didn't even matter the amount of weight I lifted or the reps or anything like that. I was just so happy that my back held up on dumbbell squat leans. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so I would love to get into the actual injury. I want to um, just talk about kind of your season, like how – since I think the last time we did a podcast was the first time that there was the quarterfinals and oh, re yeah. regionals kind of went away. So, so what's this season looking like now where the open isn't necessarily something that you have to go a hundred percent in and be peaked for? I definitely do enjoy that. I like how the open is three weeks. It's super inclusive. Like literally everyone can do it. They have so many different divisions because I think for a while there, CrossFit, and it still is so competitive, especially each level, but it was really starting to limit just your everyday person getting off of the couch and like CrossFit stresses that it's open for everyone, yet the open would come around and like half the people wouldn't sign up because like they're like, well, I can't do a ring muscle up or I can't do that heavy weight or anything. So it kind of took away all of that, which I love. Um, and it is nice that and I don't want to say it in like a cocky way, but you're able to throw in the open workouts as just part of your training versus before you kind of ruined five weeks of training, which is a very long time. Um, and just like the stress and anxiety for just five straight weeks was a lot versus now you have the three weeks. It's not very stressful. You don't have a lot of anxiety. I mean, of course, you get nervous before each workout but you're able to finish the workout. You don't have to think about redoing it unless there's like an issue that came up or something. And you can just kind of get on with your day, keep training. And you feel like it doesn't completely wreck your training routine for quarterfinals, if that makes sense. And then I love how quarterfinals is just over in four days and you either make it or you don't. But same thing, like it's not like this anxiety is going on for five weeks. It's just four days of intense competition. And like that's the time to be anxious and excited and nervous and kind of feel everything. But at least, you know, it's over by Sunday night. You're just like, well, it is what it is. I did what I could. <laughs> is it hard to almost I mean, I don't want to say not try, but like, do you think the top athletes aren't? pushing a hundred percent during those open workouts or are you still taking every workout as seriously as you can it's just that you're not redoing it you're not going to strategize maybe as long as you would yeah I think that's definitely it and like before 
because you're still going at it hard just because I feel like that's how everyone is. You're still giving your like 100% effort, except before, if you know that you messed up a certain part and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have chalked up right there or oh, I've rested three more seconds. I should have been moving or something like that. You don't have to think about all those. Like you could definitely look at your video again and learn from it just because I like to always look at what I'm doing. Um, but it just takes away like that stress of having to redo again. And all those workouts tend to be super high volume. So that can be a lot on your body also. So yeah, I think they're still all going at it at whatever their hundred percent is, but they're still sort of peaking for the right time. So it's like, they're not at their best shape ever during the open because they're waiting for that moment. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I almost, I mean, maybe this is the lazy weightlifter in me coming out, but I'm like, why, why try if like, <laughs> you know, if you're, you only have to be top 8,000 or top 10,000, whatever it is, yeah, like, yeah. you're going to do that anyway. So why burn yourself out? But I guess, <laughs> I mean, you do need to have, you need to be able to push like regardless of how you feel as well too. Yeah, I feel like whenever that timer starts, it's just like, no matter what you were thinking before, and all of a sudden, you're just like, going at it hard. <laughs> Do you feel like the more that you've experienced the open and regionals and higher level competitions that you've been able to channel that a little bit better? Like, as opposed to when you first got started, was it just three, two, one, go, hang on for as long as you can. And now the strategy is a little bit you can stick to it more even when it's a stressful time. Yeah. Like I definitely remember having zero strategy to begin with. Like when I started and everything and kind of like what you said, you would just go until you literally couldn't and you made no smart decisions ever. And then you would just crash and burn and end up with a horrible score anyway. <laughs> so now strategy has definitely helped. I mean, every now and then it is fun to just, go at something with no pressure like on like an everyday class workout or something like that we were like I just want to have fun with this I don't want to have a single thought in my head and sometimes it's fun to just see what you could do with zero strategy but yeah that's definitely I've tried to get a little bit better at sticking with a plan and of course having backup plans but at least having a plan <laughs> yeah no plan is usually not a formula for success in anything <laughs> not at all <laughs> so let's get into quarterfinals a little bit so i saw that you did the first two workouts and then the rest of them you didn't get a chance to do so so what actually did happen so it was kind of a bummer it was maybe four weeks before the open i was spotting someone on a back squat and it was a super super heavy back squat and this arm i mean it hasn't given me problems in a couple of years but before I left to compete in Dubai, I fell off the stand obstacle and hyper extended my elbow pretty bad. Took a while to heal. Like I couldn't, I could do muscle ups. I could do everything for the longest time, but I couldn't do like a strict muscle up up until like a year and a half ago, just because I would get so much pain in that one elbow. So I sort of avoided that. So then fast forward to now I was back or spotting this guy back squatting he failed it for some reason i thought i could save it it was like 400 pounds like i'm literally not going to do anything in that situation and it just pulled enough 
and I didn't think much of it at the time. Like that day I was like, man, my arm really hurts, but I like just got back to training. We had to do snatches and every day I just kind of was like, man, my arm keeps hurting. This is so weird. There's no way it's actually hurt. So I just kept doing everything until maybe it was like two weeks. My arm was still hurting. So I told my coach what happened and he was like, yeah, like you could really, really hurt yourself. Like, we don't know if it's torn, little tear, partially tear. We don't know if it's just a strain, that sort of thing. So we completely stopped all pulling, no like muscle ups, no gymnastics like that um, up until the open. And then we were just kind of hoping for like low volume gymnastics because I wasn't really doing any pull-ups, none of that. And we knew when I would, it would just flare it up. So of course the last open workout happens and it wasn't high volume, but I jumped on the pull-up bar from the very first pull-up. I was like, wow, my arm feels like it's going to break in half. So I just kind of got through that workout. And that's when I knew I was like, this is really serious. So there was a PT at my gym and he is like amazing. He actually went to the games last year. He's 65. So he got to go the 65 plus division. He's like the coolest guy I've ever met. He did PT on my arm every single day, if not twice a day, leading up to quarterfinals. Um, and then, but also fast forward or fast flashback to the open, that deadlift workout. First time I did the deadlift workout, it was fine, but my video cut out halfway. We weren't exactly sure how many videos they were going to watch, if they were even watching videos, all of that. So Kevin, one of the judges at my gym, he works for CrossFit on their judging staff. And he texted Bosman and was like, hey, what's the deal with videos? It wasn't like a straight answer other than you got to redo this workout. So I was like, all right, whatever. I'm going to redo this workout. Redid it. Completely messed up my back on the redo. But I was like, it's fine. Like, it'll be fine. It's just going to be tight. No biggie. So then I had like this back issue, this bicep issue. And I'm like, whatever, I'll be fine before quarterfinals. So it was like a week before quarterfinals. My back was starting to finally feel good. But we started doing a lot of GHDs and pistols, just kind of throwing them in on our own off program. Coach wasn't putting them in, none of that, like completely my fault. And it got to the point where I couldn't even do like an air squat or a wall ball with no pain. I was like, all right, this is interesting. I don't know how quarterfinals is going to go. So then the quarterfinal workouts get released and I was like, all right, cool. Let's just try them. I don't want to like end the season now or anything like that. So the game plan was to do the total first just to get the heavy lifts out of the way. That's always going to be my biggest struggle anyway. Yet it's kind of one that you sort of could redo. Started warming up for that realized I couldn't even overhead squat 135 pounds. And I was like, well, that's completely awful. And then I started warming up the clean. I don't think I could get past 155. And I was like, okay, let's just take a break, move on. Let's go to the next workout. Cause that one wasn't due until I think Saturday. So we were like, all right, we got a couple times or a couple days. So I moved on to the handstand pushup workout. That was fine. Next day I wake up and I was like, I had to do the ring muscle up pistol GHD workout because that was due on that Friday. And kind of speaking how we never had, or you would always have a game plan. 
at this point, I kind of knew that I wasn't going to be able to finish quarterfinals. Yeah, I didn't want to like drop out yet. So my coach was like, you know what, just have fun with this. I'm going to be so happy if you can finish muscle ups. Don't worry about your time. Just have fun. See how it can goes. So I did it. I was happy to get through muscle ups just because we haven't been doing any sort of pulling for like, it was probably eight weeks at that point, I think. Um, other than that one CrossFit workout back completely blew up on GHDs. I was down to sets of like three on them wearing a belt pistols went whatever. So then the next morning, I still didn't want to drop out yet. I entered the scores knowing that my scores were atrocious next day warmed up and I had to do the rope time wall ball workout. Did a couple wall balls. They were pretty painful, but I was like, whatever. Let me see what a rope climb works. feels like. Jumped off to just hang from the rope. And I was like, I literally, I like tried to pull up, couldn't even pull up using my legs. So then that was finally text my coach. And I was like, I actually can't do a single pull. So then that's when we realized that I had to like end it just because I was only going to make things a lot worse. <laughs> So that was kind of the hardest decision, even though I knew kind of from the day before that that was coming. It's just hard to like actually come to terms with, wow, my season is over right now. <laughs> it felt crazy. And at that point, like the the only thing that you're going to do is cause more damage. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how it was going. <laughs> Damn, that's tough. So, I mean, how long did it take you to get over that? Pro so that following week, I actually don't ever remember being in that dark of a place, like ever. And like, it sounds crazy to be that like sad and depressed and emotional over just CrossFit because like when it comes down to it, we're just working out for time. Like, it's not like we're saving lives. Like we're literally working out for time. But at the same time, it's like you're life dream and it's like you're going at it every single day every decision you make throughout every single day is based on one single goal so it kind of and it's not like I can never compete again because I did stop so I'm able to keep moving and doing things but it at the moment it felt like your whole world was just over and you're like I don't even know who I am because you always just associate yourself with competing in CrossFit and doing CrossFit and to have that all taken away from you, even though it is just one season in the whole grand of schemes, scheme of things, you just felt like your world like ended. So I definitely don't remember a time I've like cried that much, meditated. Like I was doing everything. I went to like those uh, float tanks, pretty much anything to just make me feel at least somewhat a little bit better just because I never felt so low in my life. <laughs> but you I'm start going to church now. again or anything? You what? <laughs> start going to church again or <laughs> <Seriously>. something? <laughs> I like never felt that low in my life. I was like talking to my boss about it. I was like, yeah, if there was like a lightning storm outside, I think I would have voluntarily <laughs> like stood outside. <laughs> It was like, all right, you're a little crazy. <laughs> I mean, it it makes sense, though. Like, and, and there's not a lot of people that I know who have dedicated this much into something. I saw the video that the CrossFit Games 
did on you on their uh, Instagram page. And like, I mean, seven years of your life, regardless of what you're doing, that's a long time. So to be dedicated to one thing and to be so close and so close and so close. Yeah. I'm sure that's that's really hard mentally. It's hard because you're like, and not that I ever expect anything to happen overnight. And I kind of love the process more than anything. But you're like, wow, I got to wait a whole nother year to even just have a shot at my goal again, just because there's nothing ever guaranteed. And even that one year isn't guaranteed. Like no one's ever guaranteed a spot to qualify for semis or anything like that. Or who knows, CrossFit's always changing up their format. It could be a whole brand new format that we're chasing at next year. So you just kind of, you're just like another year of unknown other than the only thing you do know is that you just put your 1000% effort into either stretching, rehab, the workouts that you can do, pretty much just focusing on everything that you can do and staying as positive as you can, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if I asked you this before, but like, where do you think this come this comes from? Like this, you put this out in the universe that you want to go to the CrossFit Games. How have you stayed dedicated this long? to keep doing it, to keep showing up. And I know a lot of, we talked about before that a lot of your training is your weaknesses. Yeah. So for years, you're just doing stuff that you hate and that you <laughs> suck at. <laughs> I think I've come to realize throughout training with CrossFit. I don't think I quite fully realized it before, but I do have a very obsessive personality and I either love something or I hate something. There's like not a lot of in between, but if I fall in love with something, I'm going to be obsessed with it and I'm going to be addicted to it and I'm going to do everything in my power. I might start overthinking, but like I will just do everything in my power to try to give my best effort because I never want to do something like half-assed. That's just one thing. I'd rather just not do something at all, but I never want to do something that's not my full effort because that just feels horrible and I hate that feeling. So I think just a mix of like loving something so much, even though it's, it's not even a person like CrossFit's like a thing, it's a workout, but like, I've just never fallen in love with something like that before where every morning, yeah, we're all going to have those thoughts of, Oh, I don't really want to work out, but you just, you get up, you do it. And before you know it, like each time you're doing whatever it is, you're giving your full effort and then you get those small wins. Like even yesterday we had an imam. I'm horrible at rebounding box jumps. And I thought that CrossFit kind of got away from it, but I realized the teams got to rebound. So I'm like, all right, that's going to be a top goal is literally just rebounding box jumps. So we had an imam and it had like 12 box jumps each minute mixed with other stuff. But like, focusing on rebounding just 12 box jumps which most people can do no problem whatsoever but like that was like another big win for me and next to like doing squat cleans with no belt that are light that sort of thing but you just find those little wins along the way and i guess that gets kind of like motivating to keep you wanting more if that makes sense do you think your parents had anything to do with this like did do you think they said, did they ever say like chase after 
what you want or like we're going to support you regardless of if you want to be a hairdresser if you want to be a crossfit games athlete like you have that support all the time yeah like my parents are like the most amazing people ever like i don't i mean i'm sure a lot of parents would like support their kids no matter what but like i've literally quit my jobs to focus on crossfit i've moved across the country even like when i tried out college it wasn't even like they weren't there was never any disappointment of them of like oh you don't want to finish college that's fine like they've always supported whatever i did want to do and that alone makes you want to keep pushing because you never want to let your parents down and not that they've ever told me like oh you're letting me down right now but like you just want to kind of return the favor of them supporting you going off of after literally anything you've wanted to do. Like when I told them that this is my goal, they never batted an eye. Like they've always been there thousand and ten percent supporting me. And I think that definitely helps. Yeah. You, like you need that. You need the people to believe in you. Yeah. To like somebody could have said, when you originally said, hey, I want to make it to the games, if somebody laughed in your face and was like, that's not possible. (laughs) Like, who who knows if it would still be on your mind? Yeah. And I'm sure many people have thought that, too. That's why I was, like, even embarrassed to tell my coach at the time that I wanted to make the games because I'm horrible. Like, I was horrible. I couldn't do anything. So to, like, have a goal like that, of course people are going to think, like, you're not going to make the games. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you have a chip on your shoulder you think like because maybe people think it's unattainable I think so like not in like a mean way but I definitely do want to prove to myself and others that literally you if you put your mind and heart to something it might take quadruple the amount of time as another person but you can do whatever it is that you want to do And I think I've kind of always believed that. And even though I haven't made my goal yet, and there's been many bumps in the road, many injuries, many things like that. But I know each time I have been injured or whatever it is, you do always come back stronger. So that's kind of what I keep reminding myself this time around. Like, I don't know what's going to happen in the next year, but I know it's going to be a better spot where I was even before I got injured. Yeah, and it's like at least you at least you tried it. I have so much more respect for people who put it out there and like dude, even if you fail, you're going to be a better person because you dedicated this much time into something. There's so many people who will just do nothing. Like you get to 60, 70 years old and you literally did not take one risk in your life. Yeah. You never put out a goal that you weren't going to achieve. And I mean, if if you're sitting back and you're 50 or 60 years old and you never make it to the CrossFit Games, you know that you put every ounce of work that you could to get there. Yeah. Like, I want to look back and make sure that there was nothing I didn't do to, like, set me up for my goal. I will do whatever possible to hopefully get there. So when you when you're going in and like you have to do all these things that are weaknesses like is that demoralizing to go in every day for training and it's like hey maybe wall balls are your weakness or maybe snatches whatever it is like 
you have to do this basically every day. Yeah. Yeah. And yet you definitely do have those hard days, especially like heavy lifting days or heavy lifting days in Metcons or it gets to like a super high percentage and you have those days where you hit everything perfect and you're like, wow, that's amazing. But then that very next day or the very next week, you could miss absolutely every lift and you're just like, okay. (laughs) And you get like, I get super hard on myself and I know like my training buddies are the most amazing people but like my one training buddy she's definitely seen me at my absolute lowest times and but she's always there for me and that really helps you kind of push yourself to keep going and to not feel sorry for yourself but and I'll get embarrassed like when I cry in front of her because maybe I'm missing a squat lean or I'm missing a snatch and I just keep keep missing it when it's a number that I know all the girls out there can hit but having her support helps you to keep going and to just keep showing up and realizing all right today was just not that day but i'm going to learn what i can from that day and use what i learn to put towards the next sessions because yeah like it does get hard literally just doing your weaknesses <laughs> and i've seen you been uh getting out and like training with other people too like i know uh my CrossFit crush, Allison Scuds. You were training with her a little yeah. bit last year. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely love training with people. <laughs> what difference does it make when you get into the room with those high-level people? I think because we all have the same exact goal to make it to the CrossFit Games. Um, so, of course, like, you're going to joke around a lot. It's always going to be fun. You're going to laugh. But, like, when it comes to the like the actual training pieces – you know that each person in the room is supporting each other, but also giving their 110% effort as well. So that's super motivating. And especially with lifting, because I'm definitely the weakest out of anyone I work out with. So that makes me push harder because I see the weights they're putting up. And I just want to come at least a little bit closer to that. And then with the Metcons, like, you know, when that timer goes, we're all going at it and we're not like going after each other in like a hateful way, but it's just, we're all pushing each other to our full potential. If that makes sense. Being in that different training environment for sure makes a difference. Like even, even if it's um like once a week or once a month, like I noticed when I was going to Philly barbell before my one meet, Oh yeah. like just being, being around people who are dedicated. It's people motivating. Who are just taking a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And you want to step up on those days, you know? Yeah, like, I don't know about you, but, like, on the days where you would go to Philly Barbell, would you get, like, extra nervous, kind of, but, like, the good nervous? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just driving in, you want to do well. You have a little bit of anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, weightlifting is a tough one because, like, you might get there and just not have it that day. (laughs) And it's like, damn, I drove two hours for this and, like, I suck today. weightlifting is like the most wild sport like I watch it all the time and I'm like it's amazing to me because you can just like your whole day is based on those two lifts and what do you have three chances at each lift Mm -hmm. and like that is amazing that you're sitting behind this curtain or wherever sitting in the waiting room and then you go out to the stage and you just have to hit that lift (laughs) 
<laughs> like that is amazing to me. <laughs> yeah, and we so we just did the Arnold and um a lot of people were taking 10 15 minutes in between attempts. Wow. So that was something that was new where you have to like you have to figure out do you want to drop down and wait and wave back up or do you just want to take pulls like how do you need to stay warm and that's not something a lot of people experience because usually at a local meet you're either following yourself or there's there's a couple people around you but it's not stacked up but everybody was within a kilo so it would go up like 50 kilos 51 52 but eight people might take 50 kilos and then eight people might want to take 51 but so you are able to do like pulls while you're waiting okay yeah, so you're on the warm-up platform. You you can do whatever you want back there. I mean, I'm sure CrossFit people would be doing burpees and <laughs> doing pistols or whatever. Bunch of dumb shit. <laughs> no, that is crazy, though. <laughs> At the MAC, though, that was probably a lot of stress doing the snatch because everybody had, what, 30 seconds to make an attempt? I think that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty stressful. And like, So how long in between did you have? I think, so there was 10 of us lifting, so maybe. So what, like five minutes probably? Probably, something like that. Maybe we had 20 seconds in an attempt, 20 or 30 seconds, I can't remember. But I guess the weirdest part is, and I guess it kind of is similar to the weightlifting, which I never thought about. When they corral us to go out and lift, you're always kind of crowd 15 minutes to 20 before you go out and lift again. So that's always a little weird. So that's why usually that first lift is like someone like, you're just like, I would hit this in my sleep sort of thing. Cause you don't really know what it's going to feel like. <laughs> yeah. That's tough. So you're taking your last warm up 15 minutes and then just standing there. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty Jeez. stupid. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> So, okay, so we got into, like, the injury and kind of rehabbing. Is it is it nice to kind of have an extended break almost? Like, you're, you're rehabbing and you can – you really don't have any stress coming up where – Yeah. I guess till the Open next year is when you'll start ramping back up. That part is definitely pretty nice because I don't really remember a time other than when I wasn't competing – that you didn't have a competition like on the horizon. So I'm kind of thinking it's going to be really good just because I have basically an entire year. Of course, I'm going to stay in shape and every day is working towards next year, but I have that entire year to just get better with nothing in the way. Not that a competition is in the way, but you just don't have those stressors on your mind at all. You can just train as you would every day minus any stress, which is kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, because even if you do those local competitions, they're hard on your body. You're doing two or three workouts for a weekend. Yeah, and like the intensity is always different. You're always like way more sore than you normally would be. <laughs> they're just weird. <laughs> So it is definitely kind of nice. <laughs> is it fun to do them though? When you get to do a local competition and it's not, it's not that big where you're trying to qualify for something yeah. or yeah, like there's something after it. 
you know. Dewey Beach always puts on a comp, or well, it's at Dewey Beach, but I think CrossFit Wheelhouse is the gym that puts it on. And it's always in the summer. It's always like a partner comp. And that is like such a fun comp, especially because most of the people are from like Delaware and Pennsylvania. And it's kind of like, you know, everyone down there. So it's like, you're just at this comp with all your friends. So it feels like a giant, giant, like team training in a way. (laughs) But like you're at the beach in the sun. (laughs) So it's awesome. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) So what do you do outside of CrossFit for your health? Like, what do you do to take care of yourself? Because I know... I mean, CrossFit at times can be unhealthy, like, you know, getting an injury, a back injury or bicep injury, that's a negative stressor on your health. So, so what do you do outside of the gym to, to maintain? Um, like fitness wise, kind of, or just like what you would do on like a rest day? Eating, whatever, wherever you want to take it. I guess. So eating, I definitely, I'm kind of a freak with, I have a nutrition coach, um, and I've been tracking for like maybe four or five years, pretty much every day minus a couple of days sort of thing. So I always try and keep my nutrition on point. Of course, I'm going to have a day or every now and then it might be a week where I'm not going to track anything, but I know I'm going to eat healthy, but I'll let myself enjoy foods or whatever, just because I think that's healthy to do also when the time is right. So eating, I always try and keep pretty healthy just because I feel like that helps, especially if you are injured, but it just helps keep your body recovered good. Um, But then like when I'm not training, my favorite thing is just to go down to the beach, either go surfing or just sit on the beach and look at the water and just get tan. (laughs) Those are like my favorite things to do if I'm not at the gym, pretty much. Or just walk my dog. I like walking my dog. But yeah, that's like pretty much it. I'm either training with CrossFit or if I'm not, it's like out in the sun at the beach. Yeah. Do you do any like unplugging, like getting off social media or meditating, anything like that? So I've been trying to do meditating. I'm always on and off with meditating. Social media, I would like to take a break from every now and then because that does get super overwhelming. But right now I'm trying to grow my online business a lot and my social media really helps me with growing that. So I have made it a point to pretty much make a post every single day, um, keep up with my stories just because I've been getting a ton of clients through my social media. So I don't want to steer away from that yet, but I could see myself definitely in the next year taking little breaks here and there just because social media can get like very overwhelming. Like I know, especially just like the week after quarters, I didn't want to look at CrossFit. I didn't want to follow placements and all of that sort of stuff just because I was pretty like just sad myself. So I didn't want to have all of that like in front of my face Um, because social, social media can get, exhausting because you just see there's so much stuff that you're always seeing and sometimes it's hard when people are like so accessible to you all the time and they want to know everything you're doing and you don't always want to present like your whole life in front of people if that makes sense yeah totally get that yeah 
I mean, that's I've kind of steered away from posting training for the last six months or so, just because, I mean, like you said, enjoying the process. Like, I enjoy those days where it's not a heavy day, where I'm just doing technique, and, like, nobody really wants to see that. So I'm just like, uh, well, I'm not not going to post the heavy stuff if I'm not going to post the light stuff or if I'm not going to post the fails. So, yeah. And I do, I do have the luxury, like with the podcast, I do have to keep up with that and, and stay on there and get guests. Cause it, it is an amazing tool for that. It is, but, it really is. But yeah, the personal side, sometimes it's just draining. It's just like, yeah. And you know, you're looking at everybody's highlights. Yeah. So you're not, you're not seeing the people who redid the quarterfinals workouts three times and like barely made it. Yeah. Exactly. But you're just seeing them at the end of it, like qualify and be super happy about it. Yeah, you don't see everything in between or anything like that. Yeah, and I mean, maybe we're not designed to. <laughs> yeah. the, the more the more I've been reading about, you know, evolution stuff like that. That is definitely true too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just need a break from people at some point. It's true though. Yeah, like I definitely know some days. I won't respond and it's not like a good thing, but sometimes I just won't respond to anything. <laughs> and then like at night, like, of course, if they're clients, I will always respond to them 1000%. But like, other than that, there's definitely days where I just, I don't have the energy <laughs> as bad as that is to say, but I will always, always respond to my clients. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, when you're getting started, you kind of have to say yes to everything. And then the more established you get, then that's when you can start saying no to things that don't necessarily serve you as much. And, you know, like if you're looking at, you're getting a lot of potential clients, which is awesome from social media. So it's like the risk versus the, the reward. Yeah. You like, don't want to like stop that because <laughs> mm -hmm. I, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. So, so when you're working with clients, like, are you trying to work with other CrossFit athletes or are you trying to work with everyday people or like what's what's your kind of ideal client pretty much I mean most of my clients end up being crossfitters I think just because of being in like the crossfit world you start to kind of notice like your circle and then your circle circle everyone kind of that you like know or know of are crossfitters but I will work with anyone um I just like to make sure like, I like to just help whatever their goals are. A lot of people, it's always building muscle, um, that sort of thing. That's like a huge, most of my clients want to build muscle, which I think is awesome. Um, but I'll do weight loss clients, fitness programs. I do have a few clients that do, they don't go to a CrossFit gym. So writing their fitness plans in like a Lobo gym has definitely been a challenge, but a good challenge because I'm not quite as familiar with all of that and like learning the different machines but it's been fun learning about that because I never want to give someone a program that I don't know anything about so I'm going to research everything learn about it try it out myself that sort of thing um but I'd say most of my clients are crossfitters looking to build muscle but I'm open to anyone sorry that was my dog <laughs> yeah that's okay <laughs> So you're not necessarily looking to work with like elite athletes though. No, uh, -uh. just like that everyday mom or someone who just got out of college. Maybe they feel a little out of shape. 
because they stopped playing like their college sport or whatever it was and they want to get back into the gym or maybe a mom that just had a baby trying to lose some weight or maybe they were doing CrossFit before and they want to get back to where they were at sort of thing. I feel like that's a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's the health side. Like that's the, the 99% of the population. Yeah. Cause that's, I think that's like, what is so cool about CrossFit because I mean, of course I love competing, but that really is such a small, small percentage of CrossFit. And it's like, if you walk into any CrossFit gym, you might, you might find someone that competes, but the majority of it is just going to be either families or people just wanting to get off the couch, have a fun workout, or maybe they just moved to a new town. And I always say how CrossFit communities is like, the best thing to join if you do make a move because it is similar to like a church. Like you just have that instant community. Everyone's there for similar reasons. So you just kind of have a bond of that, which is super cool. So I like to just help people get healthy because I feel like you have your health, you have everything. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. I, yeah. I want to, one of my favorite quotes is like, sooner or later, your health is going to be your number one concern. Yeah. Oh, that's a good quote. Because yeah, so, it's so true. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you have control over when that time is. And, and like getting sick, stuff like that, like you can't really control that. But I mean, you don't get diabetes overnight. That takes 10, 20 years of eating shitty food, of having bad habits, not sleeping well, all that stuff builds up over time so if you want to if your health is your number one concern now you want to eat organic foods you want to really take care of your body train yeah as much as you need like that then you're just not gonna have to put that off for 20 years when disease comes and you're like oh shit i wish i would have done this 20 years earlier yeah and like i feel like that kind of goes along like i always think it's cool i have a buddy from back home and he's always done CrossFit, never once been into competing, but they have two kids now. And once they had their first kid, he became more dedicated to the gym than before they even had kids. And his whole reasoning behind that, and it's kind of something that's always stuck with me, is that he wants to be healthy enough for his kids so that he can play with his kids for as long as he possibly can and that he's going to be around for his kids for as long as he can. And I don't know his exact age now, but we were just talking last week and his body fat is at the lowest it's ever been. He's the strongest he's ever been. And he's like the happiest and fittest he's ever been yet. He's made a huge like transformation, like having kids, getting married, doing all of that stuff that like a lot of people, when they start having kids, they're like, well, I can't work out anymore because I have kids when like he's, proving the opposite like no you can be healthier than you were before any of that started when you have kids which i think is amazing yeah i feel like everybody in an office though is always like well you're gonna just wait just wait (laughs) and i'm like just wait for what like i'm never gonna do that (laughs) like i'm always gonna take care of myself it's at this point it's just like it's just something you do. Like you brush your teeth every day. You go to the gym five days a week. It's just like, it's non-negotiable. Exactly. It's a non-negotiable. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> what a, do you, do you have any other habits like that you do 
that are maybe outside of CrossFit, like you, you're doing everyday journaling, reading, or anything that that like you need to do to feel your best? I definitely journal every day. I've been doing that for years now. Um, I kind of go on and off with reading, and I don't know why I ever go off of reading. Once I'm back in it, I'm like, why did I ever get away from this? So that's another habit that is definitely going to become a non-negotiable that I won't get rid of again. Um, but definitely journaling. Um, I'll journal in the morning or at night or both sometimes throughout the day, but journaling is definitely a non-negotiable just because you can just get out everything that's on your mind and it gives you like a clearer headspace for the rest of the day, which I love. Yeah, me too. Journaling is such a good thing. It is. Do you read too or do you just like journaling or both? I usually journal at night. I'll read morning and night usually depending on how tired I am. But yeah, I try to try to stick to the journaling at night because that's when you, you get the most stuff out, like the stuff that you were doing throughout the day, the fucked up thoughts that I was having. <laughs> try to get them out before I go to sleep. Let it all go. Cause you just like I feel like you wake up a thousand times throughout the night just with your head like racing <laughs> yeah if I have to if I set an alarm though I don't know why this is just me now but like if I have to set an alarm and like if I'm doing jujitsu in the morning I'll wake up a couple times at night being like I don't want to miss the alarm <laughs> yeah I can see that <laughs> but if I don't have to set one I'm like sleep eight nine hours no problem wake up feeling great how long have you been doing jujitsu now for uh probably like five or six months now that's awesome yeah it's fun what got you into doing that i've always been a fan of the ufc and i always wanted to do it but i was always making excuses like i'm gonna get hurt i don't have enough time weightlifting is it's very complimentary to weightlifting just because it's like it's pretty much all cardio so it it doesn't help with weightlifting at all so i always made that excuse and then I was like, you know what, I'm the one the day I signed up, I literally I emailed them at like three o'clock in the afternoon, and they were like, yeah, come at five thirty, and I was like, all right, see you there. Like, I'm not <laughs> not gonna give myself any time to talk myself out of it. That's the best way to do something. <laughs> For sure, yeah, and it's nice to have something like I don't put any pressure on myself. Like, I don't have to be good at it. I you're just it's a thing that you're not gonna be good at right away anyway. Yeah, yeah. So so if you put the expectation like, oh, I'm going to submit a black belt, like, <laughs> good fucking luck. It's not going to happen. So, yeah, yeah, it's really fun. No, I think that's awesome. I keep hearing more and more people get into it, and it is. Mm-hmm. I think it looks super fun. Yeah, you should try it. You'd be good at it. I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe after competing's done. Yeah, yeah. I'm afraid I'd like break my whole body, but it does look very fun. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so where can people go if they want to work with you? If um they're just trying to dial in their nutrition or programming or whatever it may be, CrossFit wise, where can people reach you? So I have a website. It's on my Instagram also, but it's uh, phenryfit.com, and through there it kind of takes you through the website, what I offer and everything like that. And then it always brings you, if you are interested to like a questionnaire with 
I can't remember the amount, like 15 questions on there, 15, 20 questions, pretty much everything about you. That way from there, I come up with like a personal plan for you based off of the questionnaire. And we do like a phone meeting or through text, whatever's easiest for the person. But yeah, it's phenryfit.com. That's where you can find me. <laughs> awesome, dude. Well, I'll link that up in the show notes. Thanks again for coming on. And like I said at the beginning, thank you for being one of the first guests of the show, giving me a chance. Um, I had no idea what I was doing at that time. Maybe I know a little bit more right now, but yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. So thank you for being a part of it. Thank you. Thank you for keep having me. And I love watching your journey. So I think that's awesome. Keep doing it. <laughs> of course. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning into the show this week. I really appreciate it. Every single time somebody shares the podcast on Instagram or sends me a message, I can't tell you how much it does mean to me. So if you did enjoy this one, just share it out with a friend. Let people know that you liked it. Uh, make sure to go follow Paige. That will be linked up in the show notes to her Instagram and her nutrition coaching website. So thank you guys again for tuning in. I look forward to talking to you all next week.